perception, perception is reality. Reality. Phenomenal 164th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbury, and man, it feels so great to be back. Wow, we have been gone a very long time. Man, I am so, 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 so sorry. Uh, a lot of you probably had no clue what was going on. For the large portion of listeners, I am so sorry. And if you're listening to this and you're still here, thank you. It means the world to me that you stuck by it, that you didn't unsubscribe, that you're still here listening to this. If you've got the notification, if you've downloaded this because you got the word that it it uploaded... If you just checked whatever, however you do it, thank you, thank you, thank you. If this is the first time listening to this, you probably have no clue what I'm talking about. For those of you that have been around a while, you're aware that we've not been here in a minute. And because of the nature of what this is, I have no real way of letting anybody know so, folks, I am your host, Christopher H. Bilbury. Again, for those of you that have been here for a while, you're like, shut up, we know. Uh, for everybody else that's new or will be listening to this into the future, that's who I am. Uh, we're coming off of a three-week break, um, and that's the longest break that I have ever had since I've been podcasting. I've been podcasting in one form or another, either live video or this audio format since 2016. I've been doing this since April of 2019. And normally the longest break I have ever, ever taken has been two weeks. But... Generally, I don't even do that. You know, sometimes I'll miss a week here or there if I go on a vacation or whatnot. But the longest break we've ever had is two weeks, and this has been like three and a half weeks. Uh, and I'm so sorry. We had technical difficulties. Uh, we released episode 163, and then a storm came through and happened. And for some unknown reason, I was unable to save anything that I did. So I could record and edit in one go and upload a show, but I generally don't do that because it's a lot of work and there's a lot of time 
that goes into these episodes. So I generally record. Sometimes it takes me a couple recording sessions to record a full show. And then I will like edit a couple of hours later or edit the next day. And what I found out was something happened to the memory and I wasn't able to save. And it took me a couple tries to figure out there was a problem. And then when I took the computer in where I have the editing equipment, I was like on deck forever. There was just a few people there because we are in the world of COVID now and people are either sick or they don't work anymore. And so there were only a couple people working. And so I was, you know, just in the line. And finally, after being there two weeks, they said, hey, we're going to get to it hopefully next week. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, so we're back. We're here. I am so sorry. Um, for those of you that reached out to me, and a lot of people did, I had a lot of people texting, calling, Facebook messaging, emailing, hitting me up on Fireside. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. That means the world to me. I, I mean, I really love to hear people that reach out and say, hey, we're trying to listen to you, but you're not here. You know, where are you? Are, you know, we enjoy listening to your show. We don't always agree with you, but we listen to you on Tuesdays or I listen to you on Saturdays when I'm mowing the yard or doing da 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 and that means the world to me so thank you for everyone um, whether you've been here from the beginning you've been here for a year or if this is your first episode thank you thank you thank you for listening uh, and because I haven't been here in a while I do have to go through all of the whole spiel that I always go through Please, please help me spread by word of mouth this show. I write, record, edit, put forward the content, and I spread it out. And you guys listen and then help spread by word of mouth. Please, please, please help share the show with everyone you know. Remind folks that we can be found on all all major podcast hosting sites, we can be found literally everywhere. All they have to do is simply search for us by, by the name on the podcast hosting sites. All they have to do is go to whichever podcast hosting site they might like. We can be found on Apple Podcast, iTunes. We can be found on Google Podcast, Castbox, Castro, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, Amazon Music, and Amazon Podcast. We can be found literally everywhere. Someone must simply go to that place, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, and search for us by name. Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey will pull right up. Or someone can find us at our home link, which is very easy. They simply would type in to their computer or on their phone, perception.fireside.fm. 
That home link, again, is perception.fireside.fm. There they can listen to every episode ever made from front to back or back to front. They can listen to everything there. They can read a little bit about the show. There they can also go to one of those outside other hosting agencies or hosting sites like Apple Podcast or Spotify or Google Podcast or however. And that way they can subscribe or download and listen later, however they so want to choose to do it, or if they simply want to go to Google and enter in the name, or the easiest way is to simply enter into Google Bilberry Podcast. That's B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast. We'll pull right up. It's very easy. Please help share the show with everyone you know. That's how we grow the audience. Also, don't forget to check us out on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash Bilbrey318 or Christopher H. Bilbrey on Facebook. There I release live video episodes and other content that you won't want to miss. Amber is out this week because uh, she's been working and we've had the technical difficulties. She's wanting to get back. We will have her back here. I promise the old team will get back together here soon. I promise. But I needed to get something out and I needed to get content going and I needed to talk to you people. I miss talking to you people. And I know at least one of you maybe misses hearing from me. Uh, no, I, I know there's more of you out there than that, like five. Uh, I'm, I'm kidding. But um, I, I wanted to get out here and give you some content and get back going. I do uh, have something currently in the works, which will, God willing, stop this from ever happening again. I'm going to have a backup system, and that way, if there's ever an issue on one, we can just fire everything over on the other one. So we're, we're working on that. We're going to have that up and running here soon. But we are back, baby, uh, and all the glory goes to God for that. Thank you very much. And uh, the people who are helping my computer uh, and the technical issues there at Best Buy. We are not sponsored by Best Buy, but that's where I went, and uh, I want to give them a shout-out for getting us up and running. So... While I've been away these last three weeks, I mean, let's face it, in the political world in 2021, three weeks is an entire lifetime. So much has happened in the last three weeks, like I honestly don't know where to even start. I'll, I'll be honest, like it's it's so crazy. Um we could talk literally about anything. There's so much going on on the local level. There's so much going on state level, and there's so much going on on the federal level. Of course, of course, of course, uh, we as a country have had the uh, situation where uh, we've all, of course, been watching uh, the wind down and the end of the Afghan war. Uh, which has been going on for 20 years, um, and there's been a lot to discuss there, uh, both good and bad. And, you know, we could do a whole year's worth of shows simply on that. Uh, and everything, it just seems like every day there's like thousands of new stories that we could talk about. And in the last three weeks, it's just like bam, 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 bam. And it's been an overload. And I'll tell you, 
I got to thinking that what I wanted to talk about for a first show coming back is how I'm noticing this change. And I'm going to start out by saying this. I've never shied away from the fact that I am a religious person. Um, I am private in my belief. I am, I am a Christian. I do believe uh, that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and I have no problem professing that to anyone and everyone uh, in the world. Uh, that, that said, I am fairly private in my walk with Christ, and I am fairly private in my belief, uh, and I, I don't beat anybody over the head with it. I'm respectful of everyone, and, you know, to each their own, you know, but this is where I'm at. Uh, I have talked about it before, and, and don't worry, I'm not going to be preaching to you. Uh, I'm just saying, I, you know, for those of you that are new, uh, that's where I am. That's, that's who I am. Uh, for those that have been around, you know, you know that this is not the first time I'm saying this. So that's why, as a, as a believer, the next thing that I'm going to say, you know, is going to sound maybe odd to, to those that are listening and understand there's a reason why I'm saying this. You know, for some time, we've been hearing folks say, politics is a full-contact sport. It's becoming the new football. It's becoming the new in-your-face boxing and UFC fighting. It's a blood sport. And, you know, we have people saying that politics isn't for the faint of heart and yada, da, da, da. You know, we've been saying that and hearing that for some time now. I am someone who has said it, okay? Politics is not for the faint of heart. It's a full contact sport. It's not for the weak. And, and that's something that, that I've said, but I'm going to take it beyond that. You know, in 2021, for the last several years, but I've seen it several times this year, we've seen studies and we've seen reports and news articles telling us that religion in America is at an all-time low. We're seeing studies and headlines and articles and TV programs talking about how people today, and like I said, you know, for the last several years, have been self-reporting or telling whoever's asking, these researchers or, uh, you know, religious personnel or whoever's putting out the study or, or the research or, or the report, People are saying for the first time in American history that, you know, they are not religious. They do not have a belief or they are agnostic or they are uh, atheist or, or, or whatever. Religion, for the first time in American history, is taking a back seat. And for those folks that are religious, that's very concerning. Okay, it's concerning to folks, and, you know, I can't say that I don't agree that it's not a concerning trend, in my opinion, okay? Um, but we're hearing that, <clears throat> and I'm going to say, my friends, that I feel like politics is taking the place, is becoming the new religion, and that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode. We're going to be delving into this, and I'm going to be talking a little bit about this. 
and uh, I'm going to be talking about my thoughts on this, and, you know, it might shock you what I have to say, because, you know, I'm here, I'm the political junkie, and I'm out here pushing and pushing and pushing, so you might be surprised what I have to say. We're going to get into that, and we're going to get into all of this in just a few moments. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to quickly take a break. My sponsors are ready to kill me because I haven't been here pushing their products in the last three weeks, so we do have to take a quick break. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to this 164th episode of Perception is Reality. We'll be right back. Thank you all for being here, and I'll see you on the flip side. One of only seven giga coasters in the world. Right now, get Kings Island admission, parking, and free drinks for just $49.99 online. Who here is looking for horrible coffee? Anybody? You over there? No, I didn't think so. I'm not. And I didn't think you were either. If you're looking for coffee perfection, then you need to give my friends at Bean Fruit Coffee Company a try. And you can find them right now online at beanfruit.com. Folks, they are striving for coffee perfection, and aren't we all? Since 2010, they have meticulously selected and roasted the highest quality coffees from around the globe. They believe that a great cup of coffee is no accident. It is a process, one in which they have spent countless hours perfecting. You need this coffee in a cup near you, and you can get it there right now. All you have to do is visit Bean Fruit Coffee Company at beanfruit.com. Do it today. Folks, welcome back. Episode 164, Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. It's just you and I here talking in this first episode in three weeks. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for being here and listening. And we're talking about how I'm getting really creeped out by the fact that I feel like this thing that I love, politics is being marketed as, and people are flocking to it and acting as if it is the new religion. Now, I'm not the first person to say this by any stretch of the imagination, and this is not the first time in history I feel like this could be applied, but it's definitely something that I'm seeing that I am, I am weirded out about, and I wanted to take a little bit of time to talk to you uh, about this because, look, religion is supposed to be something that teaches you principles to do better by 
those that you interact with, you're supposed to be better in life and do things nice and, and loving and you're supposed to act a certain way and, and live by a set of principles to do better and to connect to your, you know, your higher power and, you know, for you to live a good life while you're here and depending on what religion you'll follow so that you can have a, a, an afterlife and, and live for eternity in that afterlife in the way that you so want to to live in and so that you're not in a hell for eternity. Um, we know that there has been a lot of evil done in the name of religions. We know that there's been a lot of killing and a lot of harm done. Just look throughout history to see examples of what I'm currently referring to. And that is the part that I am seeing when I say that politics is becoming the new religion, uh, definitely in America, but I would say probably throughout the world. If you look at what's happening right now, if you look at how people are taking up arms against one another in the belief of trying to defend to the death what they are believing in. I'm a Republican, and there's no way in hell that I'm going to listen to any Democrat. I'm a Democrat, and there's no way in hell I'm going to listen to any Republican. The Anyone that believes differently than I do, they're going to hell. You know what I mean? That is is so... So crazy, and that's where we're at now. And a lot of people are going to blame Donald Trump, and a lot of people are going to blame Hillary Clinton. We've been heading that way for some time, okay? I am not going to say that Hillary Clinton or, or Bill Clinton or the Clinton machine created this. I'm not going to say that Donald Trump created this. I'm going to say it's the human condition that allowed this to occur. And the thing about it is, as humans who currently, in the last five to ten years, have started letting true religions, Christianity, Catholicism, uh, Judaism, uh, um, Islam, and, and Buddhism, and others, as as we are letting those go to the wayside, something is rushing in to take the place of those religions, and if you look. And if you follow what's going on, it's not hard to see that it's this, this idea of politics. And that's hard for me to say because, look, I've been spending the last good portion of the last five to ten years 
really pushing people to politics and telling people about the importance of getting active and involved and and getting educated and going out and fighting for what you believe in. And, And look, I'm not trying to say that we shouldn't be doing that. This is a very strange place for me to be in because... I feel like all of that's very important. I'm not backing up on anything that I've ever said. But I do want to caution you about losing all sense of decency. And and I want to caution people about letting it overtake you to the point that you're not capable of being a decent human being any longer. I was talking to a friend the other day who was listening to a spouse talk to a parent about COVID-19. And they were talking about how it's spreading and they were talking about the vaccine and getting the vaccine or not getting the vaccine. And, you know, all of the things that we've all been hearing about going into this and what was being expressed to me was that neither side was listening to what the other side was saying and there was no intention of listening. Once they were four or five words into the conversation, it was basically done at that point. The parent believed what they believed, and they were just preaching their side, and the, the, the partner was preaching their side and what they believed. And at that point, like I said, there was no point in, in the conversation. They could have gotten off the phone and just talked to themselves, and they would have gotten the same place. There was no actual discussion taking place we we don't discuss things anymore and we we're not willing to listen and we're not willing to participate in a conversation where you have giving and taking there's no discussion there's no dialogue there's no debate where there are pros and cons to both people and to both argument and there's no resolution where one or both people walk away with a a new view or a new sense of, of what's going on. Everybody is so, everybody is so keyed up and is, is only needing to participate in the confirmation bias. I'm going to tell you what I think and what I believe and what those that believe like me believe, and I'm going to get my message out, and I'm going to completely shut down everything that you have to say. And and we do that with everything. Uh, it's, it's all politics at that point. Even things that are not technically politics, it's the politics of something. You hear people talk about that. Oh, so-and-so didn't get a job. It's all politics. And it's, it's kind of like this type of thing. We can't let this become our master. We cannot bow down to this. And I don't care whether we're talking about who the president of the United States is, who the mayor of a city is. 
or so-and-so getting a job and having to participate in the quote-unquote politics of going through that process. We cannot allow politics to, to take our soul. We cannot pledge our soul to being so dead set against common sense and letting that all go to the wayside because we believe what we believe and we are not open to anything else. We will let everything fall away. We will argue at the dinner table. We will block our own mothers and fathers and and daughters and sons on Facebook and social media. We will not go to Thanksgiving dinner. We will not invite the neighbors over for a party because they had a Trump sign in their yard or these people voted for Biden. We have got to get to a point where we can do our civic duty and we can be involved and we can be passionate and we can still walk away from this thing and be normal human beings at the end of the day. But what scares me is that's not happening. And, and I'll, I'll be honest, it feels like it, it really hit the fever pitch and we've really just really been going crazy since January 2021. And I I will be honest. I feel like some of it has been staged. I feel, and what I mean by that is, I mean like I feel like this snowball rolling downhill has been helped out by I, I don't know who. Maybe it is the old good versus evil. Maybe it's the government. Maybe it's some group of people out there. But I feel like. I feel like the media is involved and those in politics on both the left and the right and in various groups have been helping to push these folks along, kind of whispering in the ear of regular people who are interested in, and following along. Someone on the left is like, hey, you should do this. And someone on the right is like, hey, you should do this. And they're helping to create this monster that we are all now seeing. Take, for example, January 6th, 2021. There are patriotic law-abiding, America-loving citizens who were in Washington, D.C. that day and who were on the outside of the Capitol building standing there, not knowing all of the craziness that was going on as they started to turn and walk away. And they felt that what they were witnessing was a patriotic display of Americans voicing their opinion. And then they were going on to see the rest of the Capitol. And it wasn't until later they heard about all of the horribleness and the atrocities that were occurring there. However, you have people on the left who even see those people that participated in a march as evil and duplicitous, and they were all there to do wrong, and those people are just as guilty as the people who walked through the Capitol and destroyed property and was being a crazy mob. And there's no room for a civil debate 
and and a, a willingness to maybe look and understand, even though it's those people on the left who are okay with the same type of activity that ha- happened just several months before across America in many various different cities and capitals where police buildings and state capital buildings and city buildings and private businesses were destroyed and burnt to the ground you know by by people acting in in a bad and criminal way even though there were actually also good people there protesting and they're okay with that meanwhile the right looks at all of that and says they're all bad even though that's not true again there were good people there marching with a message and they were just standing up in their patriotic right to to uh voice their opinion and have themselves be heard and redress their government and they didn't necessarily participate in burning anything down but those on the right see them all as bad again very much like the left looking at the people from the right during the capital situation on january 6th and it's one of these things that both sides are wrong in every way they're looking at this. And it's it's this quasi-religious feeling that those on the right, the Republicans, the conservatives, who who marched to the 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 beliefs of the conservative right, the in, the in, evangelical right, and, and picked up that mantra, and those on the left become woke and and are are steadfast in the non-belief that so much so that it becomes the new religion. Meanwhile, like I said, we are seeing participation in actual organized religion waning in America. And when you have something that has been so important to a country for so long leave, you will have something fill that void. And I feel like it's this political aspect uh, of right and wrong for both sides and this, this need to cling to this and prove your side to be right against all others, uh, very much like people do with with religion. There are stories of people who traveled all over the country to attend many rallies for Donald Trump, or who attended many rallies for Bernie Sanders, or many rallies for this Republican candidate, or this Democrat candidate. And they treat these like a religious experience, a religious gathering. There are similar stories of this quote-unquote secular communion that's given this rise to the theory that's gotten considerable attention as of late. For many Americans, politics have become a quasi-religion, especially, as I said, because participation in actual organized religion is plummeting. 
you have a lot of these people who say they believe in God, but they're no longer attending church or they're no longer really doing anything with a religious theme to it. But yet they're they're making the pilgrimage to this rally point or to that rally point every week, every weekend, if you will, to participate with other like-minded people, both on the left and the right. And it's like their new communion that they're participating in. And, and they feel so strongly about it that it's, it's, <laughs> it's really scary to someone specifically who is who is religious, and I feel like it's probably scary to those who say they're not religious to see something like this. And it doesn't matter if you're talking about those MAGA lovers or those people who consider themselves social justice warriors who are on the woke left. This political activism can feel absolute, and that's like how we used to talk about how folks looked at their religion. Americans' participation in organized religion has plummeted to below 50% for the first time in American history. In 1999, organized religion was at 70% of Americans claiming that they participated in some form of organized religion. Gallup polling now indicates, as of 2020, that 47% of American citizens participate in some form of organized religion. And where we have that hole, something is going to fill the void. And in my opinion, it's politics. Our politics have become a religion. It all has such a religious fervor to it now that it didn't have 20 or 30 years ago. And, and the, what's so scary to me is it's so easy to see when you're watching news that that follows the left or news that follows the right and you are watching and listening to folks talk about people from the other side they talk about them like they're evil and you can see it in their eyes they feel it deep down but yet when they're talking about people who believe like them and they're talking about their leaders or their candidates that share their beliefs they have such love and admiration for them it's really scary and i feel like most of you will know what i'm talking about but the the, the main thing is figuring out why this happened and how this happened, and how we can stop it. Like I've said before, I feel like a lot of this started with how I've always talked about why we are so willing to disagree and fight on social media. It started with the whole rise of all of that. First, we were told, don't ever tell anybody who you are. You must always use a screen name, a fake name, and don't tell people where you live and who you are, and make sure people can never find that. So we all had anonymity, and we were able to go on these devices and talk to everybody in the world, and because nobody knew who we were, we could say whatever we wanted, and we were all taught that, hey, I can be a badass, Billy Badass, because I'm online, and my screen 
name is Billy Badass. Nobody knows who I am. Well, then when Facebook came along and Twitter came along and people started using their real names and and it became so integrated with real life, we're now trained to talk however we want to whoever, whenever, at all times of the day. And it doesn't matter because we're behind a keyboard. Now we're using our real names, but we're still talking the way that we wouldn't talk in real life. I feel like that that is how it it kind of trained us to act how we act. Now, social media has us kind of boxed off in our own little corners and we're able to have this confirmation bias and we're able to see all of these posts by like-minded people and the only time we interact with people from the other side is when it uh, sets us up for these fights where we're able to then bash and badmouth the other side and we do it to the death almost, you know? It's like they set this up where everybody that sees my stuff believes just like I do, and they all believe like I do, and I see their posts, so that's great. It's confirmation bias, and we can troll if we want, or we can go out and fight the other people that are evil and don't believe like us, and it's like they they want that to happen. That is... That's how the algorithms work. You know, no more do you go on Facebook and if you have 2,000 friends, you just see all of your 2,000 friends' posts. No, 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 no. They started the algorithms, and they told us they were doing this. We all knew they were doing this. At one time, you could go on and see people's posts, and then all of a sudden, it was like, wait a minute. I can't see, like, over... Half of my friends, I see the same 10 people post all the time, and you look somebody up, and you're like, wait a minute, I, I didn't even know we were friends anymore. And it's like, the people's like, well, they say it's the Facebook al- algorithms. And we're okay with them doing this to us. We knew they were doing it. We've all talked about this over the years, and it's really crazy. Because now the sense of community that we used to get when we would get off work and go to the neighborhood bar or go to the restaurant down the street or go to the bowling alley or the softball league, now we're not getting it from there anymore where there's a mixing of everybody in the community. Now we get home, we kick off the shoes, the women take off their bras, and the first thing we do is plop on Facebook to see what those who have their ideology beliefs just like us are saying. We're not getting anything different from people in our communities or in our state or in our country or on our planet where we used to be able to get a mixing of the people from our community. We're now being sorted into these all-consuming echo chambers and this sense of Confirmation bias, like I keep saying over and over and over, and all this does is provoke these emotional responses in us, which, in my opinion, are not healthy. And it's this, again, sense of connection that we're only now finding online rather than in the real world uh, is also taking over the sense of community that we used to get on Sunday in our houses of worship. And that is causing folks, especially younger folks, to find the sense of purpose 
in their groups on social media. And since social media went from being puppy dogs and cat pictures and memes and family to being all politics all the time, that's what we are now taking in 24 hours a day. You know what I mean? That's like... All it is, people's on their phone constantly and or their computer or their tablet. And it's how people are forming the thoughts in their brain. And it's it's how and why this uh, rise of the beast, honestly, the rise of politics as a religion has taken over because we are now in an increasingly secular culture for the first time in American history, and people are finding their quote-unquote sense of purpose in these political activism groups and in this right and left uh, cult of personality that we are now in. And it's really scary because we have to be able to step away from it, folks. Look, I'm out here pushing politics more than anybody else, but I'm also pushing common sense and decency. I'll go toe-to-toe with anybody. I'll say whatever any day of the week about a, a political opponent that I dislike or that I don't want to vote for, but I don't want anything bad for those people. And I can look at my political opponents and I can still talk to them and treat them like good human beings. Even if I don't think they're necessarily a good person, I can still be polite. And we need to be able to do that. We need to be able to say, look, politics isn't for the faint of heart. Politics is a full full contact sport. And politics is important and we should be involved. But by God, sometimes we should set it down and be able to walk away and be normal and understand that these are our neighbors and this is our community and we need to be able to get away from these echo chambers and say that part of being a good citizen and in my opinion part of being a good political person in the community and a good community activist is realizing that sometimes There's nothing wrong with the person on the other side. Let's put politics aside and go have a beer or be able to sit down and talk about what's great in our community or what's great in our state or what's great in our country. We're to the point now where everybody's arguing about how bad America sucks all the time and how bad this state sucks and our taxes and our presidents and everything is horrible and you all suck and hail to the chief, baby, and sell my soul to the Republican Party or the Democrat Party, and we don't understand how bad all of this is. Hey, look at the time. It is getting away from us, folks. We need to take our last break of this episode. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the 164th episode of Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. We'll be right back. What can give you a competitive edge in today's red-hot housing market? Rocket can. 
That's because Rocket Mortgage can give you a verified approval. It could help your offer stand out. Rocket Technology provides a rock-solid verification of your income, assets, and credit, giving sellers greater confidence in you. Go to rocketmortgage.com or call us today at 8338-ROCKET. A verified approval is based on an underwriter's analysis of your individual financial information, appraisal, and title report. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states and MLSConsumerAccess.org number 3030. All right, folks, we're back. Episode 164. We're talking about politics becoming the new religion and why this has happened, what we can do to overcome it and still be involved and trying to do what we can to make a difference. Part of making a difference is getting out of this cycle where we're so wrapped up in the belief that we can never be wrong and the other side can never be right and we must fight to the death and never give in. I don't, I don't believe that. I believe that that goes against everything that I've been preaching for, quote-unquote, did you hear me? Whoa, no pun intended. Maybe some pun intended. Everything that I've been, quote-unquote, preaching for the last several years, that part of this has to be a willingness to understand and to compromise, and that is a big part of life and being an adult and being in the real world uh, is understanding that you don't always win and that you're not always going to come out on top and that there needs to be give and take and that you know you don't win this time you you fight hard and you win next time but common sense has to rule the day not politics not this sense of i can never be wrong and the other side can never be right that's ignorance and it it goes against everything that i've ever talked about it's part of what i'm wanting to stomp out of the city halls and the state houses and the white house i want to get back to how it used to be part of this grassroots effort this effort to clean your yard up so others may be interested in cleaning their yard up so that your block can look better so that your street can look better so your neighborhood will look better so your community will look better so the state might look better so the country can look better so our world can be better it's part of what I'm talking about, beating back these evil people, and I don't mean people that just believe differently than me. I mean those that have you fighting and those that have you saying no one other than my way is the right way. I will never say that. I'm just simply saying here's my way. You listen to it or don't listen to it. You do your own research and you see what you believe and come up with your own ideas, man. I'm not asking you to say that I'm the end-all, be-all. I'm not asking you to say that I'm always right. I am not always right. No one is always right. Same, no one is always wrong. And I'm certainly not always wrong. And the people that have you believing that folks that disagree with you are always wrong or the folks that tell you that, hey, man, we're the Republicans or we're the Democrats, we're always right. All of that, 
All of that is wrong. Let me be very clear. And education, my friends, my dear, dear friends, is what helps us defeat this. This is something that I'm going to be talking about throughout the many next several episodes, and I'm going to weave it throughout different topics because it's something that really matters to me, beating back this sense of making this the end-all, be-all. We can be political activists and political fighters and political junkies without having to take this to the next level of selling our soul for it. I don't believe in that. I do not, and I never will believe in that. And I don't want you to either. I want you to be passionate, and I want you to debate, and I want you to stand up for your side and your beliefs, and I want you to be able to argue your points. But we all must understand that we're all doing the same thing and that sometimes we win and sometimes we lose. And we cannot get in this mindset of hating the other person, hating them to the death and not being able to compromise and understand that we're all just trying to do the best that we can. Now, there are people out there that are doing wrong and bad and evil. Okay, and those people are not who we're talking about. But for the most part, if someone is civic minded and they're involved, you know, they're doing it or trying to at least for the right reason. And whether we agree with them or they agree with us or we disagree, we need to be able to use common sense. And that has to win out over everything common sense must win in the end. Okay, I try to listen to people. No matter where they're coming from, if there's someone I agree with or I disagree with, and you know I disagree with a lot of people, I try to listen to them and I try to understand where they're coming from. Somehow, even amongst all of the crazy political craziness, I'm able to still hear people out, and you should be able to as well, but it's it's education that has got me there. I understand that politics is also a game. You know, we we equate it to the sport, you know, to football, to it being it being UFC, blah, blah, blah. It's a full contact sport. Sport, sport is a game. All right? It's like chess. You have to understand the game, and you need to position your pieces to where you can win, and you also know that you're going to lose, and that is being a common-sense political person. Rather than somebody who's selling your soul, let me tell you, right, wrong, or indifferent, whatever the deal is, whether you're spiritual or not, I can tell you this, my friend. Selling your soul to religion, you will be in hell. <laughs> I mean, either figuratively or literally, if you're like me and you are a believer and you sell your soul to politics, you're probably going to hell. I can say that. If you don't believe in that and you're not spiritual or you're not religious, let me tell you, either way, you're still going to be in a hell because selling your soul to this is nuts. And I can tell you that is a way that you'll wind up in hell one way or another. 
figuratively or literally, because it's just not something that we should be doing as humans. And again, I'm going to say education is the key. We're going to be talking about this a lot more, friends. We're going to be talking about it with our co-host. We're going to be talking about it with guests. And we're going to be weaving this again throughout lots of different conversations because there is a lot to be said here and there's a lot to talk about because we want to be active and we want to wake people up and have people be active and we want people to get excited but we also want to do away with this type of thinking ladies and gentlemen i have been so happy to be back and talking to you i'm going to be releasing a lot of great content and getting information out there for you Please, please, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. You can contact me by email at khbilbury at gmail.com. I always answer my emails. You can text or call the studio line at 765-546-9796, or you can hit me up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash bilbury318 or Christopher H. Bilbury on Facebook. You can also hit Amber up on her social media pages. That's Amber Green. Green has an E at the end. Or contact her and her store at Fate Style Studio on Facebook. She will be back real soon, I promise. Ladies and gentlemen, please take care of yourselves. Share the show with everyone you know. Spread it by word of mouth. We can be found everywhere. Help folks find this. We're going to be having some great messages in the next couple weeks. I can promise you. I am so, so happy to be back. You guys are wonderful. Thank you for staying with me throughout this craziness. I promise you we'll make it worth it. You guys are fantastic. You guys are amazing. Take care of yourselves. Remember, education is the key. Get active. Let's make a difference. Better government through citizen involvement. God bless. Take care of one another. And I'll talk to you all again real soon. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember... Perception, Perception is, is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.